Welcome back, everyone. So, when we last left our heroes, after being exiled from Dumper's outpost after a violent outbreak, the party sits on the city outskirts, staring at Lucy in shock as he has mysteriously been transformed into a cow after being teleported away during a foot race. While most of the party blame their traveling companions Dalmar, he cannot confirm or deny if it's his fault due to circumstantial intoxication. However, he does believe he can revert Lucy back with the help of his companions. Halfway through the ritual, it becomes apparent that Dalmar has other plans. After regaining sobriety, he, it seems Dalmar remembers what Shade has done and decides to return the favor. Betraying the party, Dalmar froze them on the spot before proceeding to give Shade a dark gift, a curse that was taught to Dalmar by a wicked witch. With only seconds left on the spell affecting the party, Dalmar flips them off before teleporting away. Following Dalmar's betrayal, the party continues to argue as tensions begin to flare. However, before things can get too out of hand, it's Alara who stepped in, showing that it's not all sparkles and glitter, but also a fierce loyalty to each one of her friends. Spending the rest of the day attempting to devise a plan for Lucy and what to do about the travel to Boku, the party bed down for the evening with less answers than they started the day. That night, Lucy suffers a horrible dream saw him in a strange cornfield labyrinth being stalked by bull-like beasts being bit by one of them just before awakening. But was it a dream? The following morning, our parties, our heroes awaken to find Lucy back to his normal self, save for two small calf horns barely hiding under his hair. It seems our hero's luck had also slightly turned for the better as a strange bird circled overhead, landing in front of the party with a parchment in its mouth. The bird then sat down and laid a strange egg before taking to the skies once more. The parchment was from Wilbur's, Wilbur's delivery service, explaining that the egg was in fact a carriage in condensed form, and had been sent by the party by their fairy god tripper, Trip Chaddington. With the letter, it also explained that Wilbur could be summoned any time for some customer service. Without much hesitation, the party summoned forth Wilbro for a carriage tutorial, as well as assistance for Lucy. It was then that they discovered that Lucy had been stricken with a horrible ancient curse, and on nights of a new moon would transform into a horrible beast known as the Weratar. From there, the party began their now ex expedited trip to Boku, traveling post-haste, but had had to do a quick stopover in a forest to partake in a woodland creature's talent show. As they finally reached the gates of the metropolis Boku, the city guards known as the Collectors recognized Lucy, calling him the town crier, and with head sunk low, Lucy re-entered into his hometown. And while Lucy stared to the floor in sorrow, it was Alara's head that was held high with a look of shock. As they entered the town square, where a parade was about to commence, Alara noted the statue of the founding brothers of Boku, Octavo Prasaj, and the individual called the Sage, or as she knew it, her mentor, Rosilian Vo. And so, our story continues. Alara, as you look up at the statue, you see the very familiar face of Rosilian, both proud and happy in the state that he's in. 
He seems to be standing tall and proud with one hand on Octavo's shoulder, the other about chest high holding a staff. Staff looks to be about four feet in length. The shaft of this, the staff looks to twist into equal sections, creating almost a bubble-like effect running up its length. At the bottom, a small circle with a cross in the center, and at the head of the staff, a large circle with what looks like a reverse clock, meaning the graduations or the lines that represent the minutes on a clock are on the outer circle. In the center of the circle, at equal sides, equal side sized bulbs that are connected by a thin channel in between with a small gold band around it. This is the only part of the entire statue that is made of a different material, either a clear glass or a crystal. Um, is anyone else nearby me? I, I forget. I feel like was it Trix and I that were dragged off? Or is everyone here? No, everyone is with you at this point in time. Most of your okay. companions are kind of looking around, taking in all the sights, the growing crowd for the parade uh, as they start to section off uh, on either side of the main road of Boku. Um, most of them have already kind of started to engage with some of the locals, having uh, these beautiful necklaces of flowers placed over their heads. Um... Hey, guys, um, who, Lucy, do you know, there's two statues here. One, one of them is the presage guy. Do you know the name of the other statue? Well, DM, <laughs> do I need to do a history check or what do I no, this is, this is a well-known fact throughout all of Boku. Um, the founding brothers from what you've been taught throughout the course of your life are Octavo, Octavo Presage and the Sage, his loyal companion. Right. Uh, okay. So I will reiterate that to you. That, okay. That that's the so Sage. I'm freaking out a little bit because that Sage is my mentor. That is Resilient. No way. Are you sure? It's somebody who looks I, like him. I am sure. I spent a lot of time with him. I know that that's him. I have no idea how he's here or how he's... I, I don't understand. But wait, how long ago was Boku founded? An excellent question. I believe <laughs> Boku was founded around... Thousand <clears throat> years, thousand years ago thousand years ago oh that makes no sense so, so it's, it's somebody who looks like him well potentially not because we kind of were playing around with time like he he was teaching me like time magic we i i'm not too sure if we succeeded but maybe he went maybe he well isn't that book that you say is his isn't that very old as well it is so that would Makes sense, would it not? Unless it's an ancestor who shared the same name, uh, and, and maybe it was an ancestor's them. book. Maybe they resembled each other a lot. That's <laughs> did he? True. Did he ever talk to you about what he was trying to accomplish with his time magic? Did he ever mention Boku? 
No. Right, Dan? <laughs> no. As far as just stop me if I start saying stuff that. Isn't Although it no. it would make sense that if it would seem like a pretty obvious goal for a human, which, as far as I can tell, he is, uh, to go back in time and create the first human settlement on Qatar. Okay, see, this is crazy because when I last saw him, we were trying to just like go back like five minutes. We were trying just like small baby steps. Or maybe that's what missed. you thought. Yeah, or maybe that's not the first time you tried that. Maybe. Or he, he tried he's it. He's already been in a whole other thing. Maybe he lied to you. So wait a second. Let me get. Let me get this straight. This is your mentor being all chummy with Octavo Presage. No, Eli. I think that's a statue. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, apparently it's it's a piece Thank of you, it's it's a piece of rug that looks like somebody she knows. Well, I'm trying to get at what she believes. Yeah, I believe that that is my mentor. That looks exactly like him. DM, did he have that staff? when I knew him or no? No, he did not. Okay, so maybe it's not, but I have this weird feeling that it is. I don't know where he got that staff because I never saw that staff before. It looks really nice. I kind of want it. What, is, well, what does that think that you mean? What does all this mean for you though? I have A no... And for Eli, given... Right. Obviously I had nothing to do with this, Eli. And, no, that's um, not what I'm saying. I don't even know for sure that Octavo Presage is bad. From what well, we learned if, from, I forget who told us. He doesn't if sound he all bad. In, if he went back in time and they have a statue about him, it might stand to reason that they would have, you know, a historian or someone that knows about what yeah. he did and what happened to him. You know, Max might also know. He... He was my tutor. Might be, a, yeah. since we're here to see him anyway, might be a good question to raise to him. Yeah, that's true. I don't well, know. shall we then? Yeah. <laughs> we shall. You know the city born of the rest of us, lead the way. Uh, DM, does Maxon, is he a live-in tutor kind of situation or does he have his own place? <laughs> Uh, he, he lives in one of the wings of the Vander Palace. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I will start, I know we're in the center of town or like in the town, uh, square. So I guess I'll start making our way up to the third tier of the city towards the palace. Okay. So... As you begin to make your way upwards, uh, the crowd starts to cheer even louder. As you watch a very thin but large disc start flying up uh, above the crowd. On top of the disc, there seems to be a little bit of a podium or seating arrangement for with two individuals standing on top of it, or sitting on top of it. The crowd starts to simmer down a little bit as a booming voice is heard throughout the city. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the annual Merge Day Heroes Parade. It's great to it's a great day to be celebrating the merge once again. 
I'll tell you folks, I'm super excited for today's Celebration Parade, and with me as always is my co-host Connie Jackson. Connie, what is your favorite tradition around Merge Day? Connie, who you clearly see is very intoxicated at this point, is swaying back and forth. She yells out, I fucking love Merge Day! And then promptly <laughs> leans back the bottle into her mouth, chugging backwards. She sways around a little bit, drinking from the bottle, and actually loses balance, stumbling off the floating disc. A collective gasp runs through the crowd as a stream of blue light wisps up towards her, turning into a large pillow-like structure, catching her softly, bringing her back down to the crowd. Another collective sigh of relief is heard in unison. Oh, Connie, well, I guess we know what her favorite tradition is and uh, hope that we'll see her back here on the podium for next year. All right, folks, it looks like the parade has officially started with the first float coming, and it looks like it's going to be the Hammer Tree float first. Looking dapper and regal as always, Fane Hammer Tree, firstborn son of Senator Hammer Tree. The crowd is eager with anticipation to know what his float will be this year. As the float continues to make its way down the, the main street, a burst of color soars out into the air as you see thousands of flowers burst from the float. A mix of vibrant-hued orchids swirl around the young man. As more and more seem to bloom out of thin air, they begin to congregate and start to form a large shape around him. You take note that the white orchids look to build up the underbelly of a body, while dark blue orchids begin to fixate on the back. Before you know it, standing roughly 20 feet tall, the orchids have positioned themselves into a panda bear. And as the last few petals find their place, the panda seems to come to life as it begins to wave to the crowd. A large ball apparates at its feet as the panda steps onto it and is easily able to balance. The entire crowd shears with delight. The announcer speaks up again. Another stunning display by the Hammer Tree family this year. I, for one, surely didn't believe it was possible to outdo them oh. last year. Up next, it looks like we have the beautiful Lady Moira from the Farbrook family. A young elven woman waves to the crowd from the next float. Flawless porcelain skin with platinum blonde hair that is almost white in color. Another burst of color as pure white peonies begin to flutter throughout the air. The large starburst pattern as of the petals seem to float rather than whisk around like the previous flowers from the hammer tree float. Like the last float, the flowers form the body of an animal. However, this is a caldreris, a mystic white seabird that looks similar to a large pelican. As the final flowers fall into formation, the creature stretches out its wings before it takes off into the skies, weaving around a few tall buildings before landing back down on top of the float. The crowd roars once more. This continues on for a few more floats, Five more to be exact. The next, a very large and muscular man, his head all, almost shaved bald with only the back grown out in a single long ponytail. His float bursts into silver dahlias. The, pump, the plump flower clumped together into that of a shimmering ape that beats its chest before bellowing out to the skies, shaking the city streets underneath you. The next float you watch burst uh, 
of lotus flowers into the form of a beautiful butterfly, azaleas wrapping around themselves into a chameleon that's tongue sticks out. It grabs out for a child from the crowd and gently waves for, for all that you can see. The child belts out with laughter. The last, or this next two floats a bit more aggressive than the last two. A merry gold cobra coils up and flares its hood as it hisses towards the crowd. An orange snapdragon tiger swipes its paw at the crowd, leaving behind bouquets of flowers for many of in attendance. As the last float makes its way, it seems a bit different than the other floats. Directly in the center is a curtain that blocks all four sides. The announcer rings out. The highly anticipated Vanderfloat is the last to make its way. Many have speculated who will be replacing Lucy while he is on his retreat following the recent public outbursts. Never before have we seen someone replace the firstborn. You could cut the anticipation with a knife, folks. Without warning, the float bursts with slate blue periwinkles that whip around forming the shape of a large unicorn. And unlike the other individuals becoming the animals, the rider sits high on top of the majestic unicorn with a loot in hand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of both my table and chat, please help me in welcoming our guest for the evening. Coming from us, from our good friends over at Legends of Alos, allow me to introduce DM Holson, and let's give a whole bunch of Alara love in the chat for him. And let me unhide him. There he is. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Holson. How's it going? If you will, uh, if you will do us all a favor and introduce and describe your character for us. Oh, well, you see a human. He has dark uh, hair that kind of like swept back a little bit, maybe medium length, and it's uh, kind of uh, a bit of a blue tinge to it, but he's uh, has pretty fine clothes with uh, a bit of a lavender hue to it in most, uh, in, uh, he has a lute that also has kind of a lavender uh, tint to it and actual lavender hanging from the head of the lute that has like a little peacock feather on the end of it. Um, then he has a little bit of a kind of a Mephistopheles goatee, if you will. And uh, yes, a very sharp sharp bright blue eyes and his name good sir and his name is quill or right. quillius cadencia or q very good the as the as quill is now revealed to the entire crowd the crowd erupts with a joy as if the world's this world's version of the beatles just showed up in fact, a few of the women and men faint from excitement. Quill, as we you sit, check <laughs> Quill, as you sit atop the unicorn, raising your hands to the skies as to hush the crowd, silence falls over almost the entire city. 
What would you like to do, my friend? Begins to play. <laughs> All right. Bear with me. I wrote this hours ago. <laughs> True bardic Saying fashion. Saying that to the crowd. <laughs> no, no, no. This is for chat. This is for chat. All right. In a form for you, my friends. As you look down on all of your adoring fans, including those in chat, I'm sure, you look down to see that there is one individual that stands out that is neither clapping nor smiling. The young man's place who which you had taken, Lucy, seemingly has returned from his retreat. As the float begins to circle around the square, lining themselves up, each animal gives off one last wave to the crowd before the flowers start to detach from one another and float off above the crowd, creating a technicolored rainfall of petals. The vast majority of citizens begin to dance underneath the falling flowers. The announcer rings out again. Well, there you have it, folks. Another Merge Day parade as it comes to a close. And surely it will be one to remember for the ages. We'll see you all next week, next year. And Connie, hopefully, will make it again soon. Take care, everyone, and be kind to one another. As he says this, the podium floats, or the disc floats back down into the crowd. Quill, as you begin to dismount from the float, a flock of fans start to swarm around you asking for your autograph. One dwarven woman holding up her, what looks to be a, her newborn child asking you to sign its forehead. No. Of, of course I oblige. I will sign signature Q and <laughs> all of the body parts, all of the bodies, I'll sign it all. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, good Lord. You're just such a kind man. She uh, begins to... the least I can do. She begins to walk away as the crowd around you starts to disperse. You see not more than 20 feet in front of you, Lucy, surrounded by these strange companions to which you've never seen before. I'll approach. As I kind of uh, jaunt over to Lucy, a kind of... Am I seeing an echo, or is that Lucille Vander the second? Good to, uh, good to see you again, Q. Good to see you too, Lucy. See you're doing well for yourself. I am. Lots have changed since you left. You know, I heard you either died or you ran away and joined the circus. He kind of looks around at the party. It appears it was the latter. And now I owe someone some money. Hmm. Well, I hope you didn't break the bank on that one. Lots of people not doing as well as you, I assume. No, no. You know, a lot of people point the finger at you for that, you know? We're both aware of how that went. Yes. I'm curious to hear your side of it, though, seeing as to how you are not dead, and I jest, I don't think you are in a circus, are you? No, no, these are, uh, these are my friends. And I just look back at the rest of the group. Uh, we did do a talent show recently. You could say that was kind of like a circus. We did. (laughs) How did that go? What did each of you do? I love a good performance. Mm. Oh, we all just like did a little, you know, trick we had up our sleeves. I I convinced uh, a little squirrel that I think it was a squirrel. It was a little fella um, that he was magical. And then he got to dance with his lady friend. It was great. Well, Shade just tried to murder me. That was part of the show. Oh, that's Shade, the tall guy. I'm sorry I failed. Interesting. <laughs> I'll keep my distance. You'd be very good in a circus as well. I mean, that musical talent, you'd draw a big crowd. You probably would have won the talent show with that skill. Yeah. Oh, star. You know, I have thought about that. I, you know, a circus. I was actually considering joining one. One had passed by before it got booted out under certain circumstances involving our mutual friend here. And uh, I was this close to joining one, but then my lot in life changed drastically since uh, Lucy abandoned Boku. Gonna do like a nervous kind of gulp. Um, I take it you uh, didn't see my my last performance then before I left. I, I don't think I did. What was it? The town crier. Oh, you mean right that performance? You know, phenomenal job. I mean, not every performance gives you a whole new nickname. You know. Well, not exactly the kind of nickname anybody wants, right? Well, it was fitting. Q, you know it wasn't... You know this isn't... That's not what I wanted. This isn't how everything was supposed to go. 
I, it was it was my father. He did. He he was the one behind all of it. He wanted me to stay his good little tutor. He wanted me to take up that Senate seat when when he was ready to withdraw himself from it. Uh, I'm going to use my telepathy and say to Lucy, I know, but then out loud say, yes, but you didn't have to abandon the whole city. You know, you cause all that ruckus and then you just leave. And now we're all left to fend for ourselves, aren't we? At least that's what most people say, but again, my lot improved drastically. I'm at least glad to see that you landed on your feet, Q. Thank you. It has uh, been quite a blessing. I never imagined what what it would feel like to have such freedom. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> can that can that be against my deception? <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> I see you guys don't even need oh, me anymore. Okay. Twenty two. Do you want me to roll in D and D Beyond? I just rolled a nat twenty. No, 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 no. no, no, you no, no roll, roll, your you. roll your dice. Roll your dice. Roll your dice. Okay. That's twenty nine total. I rolled an eighteen for twenty two. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I, you always had the talent for it. And uh, I, I will say I, the only thing that is surprising is that my family seemed to have hired you to take my place on the parade. There's somebody had to do it. How were we to know that you were able to return? Again, the rumor on the street, of course, you know, the family said you were on a retreat, but rumor on the street was that you died or had gone to... Join a circus or something. For first bit of that, nearly a dozen times it feels like. But um, it doesn't kill you, you know. Let's see, he looks what were you supposed shade. to do in the play? Do <laughs> <laughs> you also play music and sing? I, I dabble. He's, he, looks very, he looks very, very like unsure of himself in Q's presence. By the way, like. He more than dabbles. He's being humble. As a, we're not used to that. As, we're not as used Lucy, to this humble Lucy. As Lucy looks towards you all, he uh, he begins to clear his throat and feels a little bit parched. In fact, the dry air of Boku feels parched to all. Perhaps we should all hydrate <laughs> to make sure that uh, our windpipes are clean. Cheers. I have a very important question. Shoot. Where did you get the unicorn? Well, that was the stagehands that uh, created that. I'm not sure. I was a bit out of that process. I was actually a bit surprised to see it myself. Wonderful work, wasn't it? Speaking of wonderful work, he kind of like looks you up and down and like that dress. I can barely look. Dazzling. Oh. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait till you see this. And she'll, turn, she'll do a spin. Like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's totally a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> like 
it's like it's so... <laughs> and then it'll sparkle when she spins isn't uh, that amazing tell you what alara go ahead and make yeah. a performance check with advantage oh yeah i'm ready for this get those good dice out and, uh, as as Alara begins to twirl around, Lucy, clearing his throat, ready per, to perform, begins to feel a sneeze coming on. Oh my oh, no. god! <laughs> oh, Sorry, redeem that like five minutes in, man. <laughs> okay. Click on the button that time. It's an eighteen for me. Eighteen. As Alara spins around. Not only does it sparkle, but it seems the magics in the air of the, the strange time effect that has overcome Boku in the time of celebration. You see wisps of almost shadows begin to uh, float off of her dress. These beautiful light orbs seem to cascade around her as she does. Absolutely breathtaking, my dear. Cute. Have you ever performed or done any kind of like, I don't know, age work? Or... No, Lucy was supposed to teach me, but he turned and he had some problems along the road. <laughs> I'm sorry. We didn't have much time. Me. Yeah, but I don't know. He told me that there was balls, so I'm hoping that I'll get to dance at one here after we oh, get all our business done. You absolutely will, I believe. <laughs> Very oh. soon. Oh, Q, 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 Q you stand. and I must have a dance. No, stand back. This if is I Lucy's could. girlfriend. I could. This is Lucy's girlfriend. Okay. Just uh, 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 <laughs> a dance. It's fine. I'm sure Lucy wouldn't mind, right, Lucy? Yeah, he's, he's a sharing time. Not at all. <laughs> as you all watch, as Lucy begins to. He puts oh, a finger bro. to his nose. Oh no. Oh god, this again. I stand back. back. <laughs> 92. 92. Higher's better, right? Typically. <laughs> I think we've had this role before, though. We have. Oh, <laughs> oh god. As, uh, as Lucy lets out a loud, bellowing sneeze, it actually picks up the dust from the ground around you, causing a little bit of a cloud to form over top, obscuring the view. Many of the individuals in the town square are now noticing, and as the dust begins to dissipate, allowing the mist to clear, a massive feast has now been spread out throughout the entire town square. Individuals all start to run over to the food, thinking that this is just a buffet for the entire town to enjoy. And as they do, they start galloping down the food, looking up. Now everyone's starting to take notice of Lucy. Eli's gonna Long... sit down like it's nothing, just like start eating. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna grab some food. Same. It's getting awkward. <laughs> just like boom, eat. Yep. I don't even need to eat. I'm just eating because I'm like, mm, it's okay. I'm just like, thanks, Lucio. <laughs> Once again, drop some beer. We get a like long rest for eating. Lightly dab my nose. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it has the effects of a long rest. So. Yeah, mechanically, <laughs> if you eat the food, you get a long rest. Uh, however, in game, Lucy, you are now starting to feel a massive amount of eyes on you. 
many people are now starting to point, some laughing hysterically, others whispering. Um, it is a very uncomfortable position for you. You begin to feel very awkward. Yep. <laughs> Lucy, why is everyone Thanks, staring Austin. at you? <laughs> There's... They have somewhat good reason to, I suppose. Uh, to say my last, my last day of Boku wasn't one for the books. Do you want to go? <laughs> I, I'd like to not, yes, be in such a crowded area if we can. Go more, go more. Um, He's going to grab some food, give some to Spike. <laughs> Quill, as um, you... Uh, as you hear this, you remember that you were asked by Lady Vander to return back to the Vander Palace post-parade. Alone? You, will you be, uh, will you be joining us? I would love to, but I was called back to the Vanda Palace after um, all of this. Well, you're welcome to tag along. Then we're uh, we're heading there post haste, and I start walking already. Like just turn around and just start going. <laughs> the more, the merrier. Not for Lucy. As um. As Lucy starts to make his way, you look back to see Quill smirking a little bit, uh, at seemingly surprised at the sense of walking. As he reaches his hands out, suddenly the lute once again apparates within his hands. He begins to play a few tunes as a beautiful large carpet seems to emanate directly below his feet more than enough to fit everyone on there. Kick your feet up. I look back and I, uh, I'll sit down on the edge, kind of dangling my feet off the side. <laughs> little mopey. There's more than enough room. The more the merrier. I'll, I'll get on. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I'll go on, but out of game so sad that Disney songs are copyright. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, my friend. You and me both. <laughs> e Eli will go I on, but he's obviously like <laughs> he's obviously thinking that it's a little much. Very ostentatious. Okay. I'd like so. to sit in between Quill and Lucy if I can. Okay. Uh, Lucy kind of sitting on the corner of the rug as it begins to lift off of the ground, hovering about maybe two and a half feet. He sits down directly on the edge, head hung low once more. Uh, Quill continues to stand directly in the center of the rug as everyone else jumps onto it, save for Pavo. Uh, he begins to strum a beautiful song about the world and seeing all of its glories and magics and um, how he wished to portray that to the audience that he sings to. The Eli yawns. 
As the carpet begins to now move around slightly, it suddenly wisps off into the sky. Pavo, you have a little bit of trouble keeping up with it at first from the overall speed. However, it seems to glide back and forth, hovering and floating through the city town square, rising high above the city rooftops, going up to the largest and most top plateau on the top of Boku. There you can see from the aerial view, directly in the center of this makeshift, almost man-made mountain of a city, there seems to be a large tower with almost a a disc that wraps around the top of it, very similar to um, the CN Tower, for those of you that know what that is. Um, <laughs> aside from that, you can see Seattle a tower. number... Yeah, the Seattle, yeah, the Seattle space thing of Robert. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing, that thing. Um, as uh, as you fly over top, you also see a number of very, very large mansions, considerable palaces at this point, um, wrapped around this strange tower that sits directly in the center. As it loops around once more, it begins to descent down directly in front of one of them. A large gate sits out in front of the, now, as you would know, the Vander Palace. This structure seems a bit different than that of the buildings in the lower district. This, instead of being made mostly of sandstone, is actually completely made of beautiful marble. You see these beautiful stretch lines of blacks and auburns that seem to run through the stone itself. Also, there seems to be a number of columns made out of a dark gold that hold up awnings to open-air rooms. Very Romanesque in architecture. You also see a number of very, very large emeralds that seem to be embedded in accented ways throughout the overall structure itself. As the rug lands downward, you all get off of it. And as you walk up to the gatehouse, there seems to be an individual standing there, a man who uh, you see based on his attire would look very similar to one of the collectors that you had seen at the front entrance of the city proper. He wears a little bit of a different uniform. It's almost militaristic in sense, but is beautiful greens and golds and whites, very similar to Lucy's robes. As you approach the front gatehouse, the individual looks up. Oh, oh my god, is that, is that Quill? Quill, I, I'm a big fan of yours. I love all of your, all, all of your songs and everything. Would you mind if I had your autograph? Absolutely, not a problem. Where would you like me to sign? Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. And he uh, reaches into the gatehouse, pulling out a small piece of crumpled parchment, trying to flatten it out the best it can. I I'm sorry, it's just on short notice. Is, is this all right, sir? That'll do. Nothing but class. Sam. Nothing but class, this guy. He kind of looks at it, eyes wide. My wife's not going to believe this. He carefully rolls it up and puts it into a little bit of a compartment inside of his robe. 
He then turns the attention to Lucy. Oh. You brought the town cr I mean, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Vander with you. Young, young Master Vander. Welcome, welcome home, sir. Uh, did you have a good time at the retreat? Everything kind of evened out now. Yes, you could say that. Oh, good, good. We were a little worried about you. At least the Lady Vander and the Senator were. I can imagine. <clears throat> May we? Absolutely, absolutely. After you both. Uh, and hello to all your friends. I'm assuming that they're all all right with you. Yes. I'm Alara. Nice good to meet, to you, meet you, man. I'm Ollie. Ollie, good to meet you. I never got your name, sir. My name's Jax. Jax. Jax, I know this is a bit random, but have you ever... Have you ever cried in public while everybody was watching you? <laughs> well, of course not. Who the hell would... He looks at Lucy again. Uh, well... No, no, respectfully no. Wouldn't that be an awful moment? Uh, be the worst day of my life. Hmm. Good for thought. Carry on. Lucy does even, like, look back at Q. He's just not engaging. <laughs> is Q moving away from the group now, or is he still around? Uh, he Kinda seems like to leading. be... Yeah, no, he's he's leading you all into the Vander Palace. All right, I'm going to lean over to Lucy. I'm going to be like, all right, is this guy a jackass or what? What's he, the deal? He's an old friend. It's fine. All right. That's all he says. Shade, I assume you're happy you'll be getting your payment here soon? About time, yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do after? You're going to stick around, though, right? Uh, I guess we'll see about that. Yep, let's get you paid. And on your way. <laughs> he lied. Don't. <laughs> is it, is it, isn't there a bounty on your head? I think I've seen your face before. What? Try me. Okay, you two. One day you'll be really good friends. I can feel it. We'll see. <laughs> Today. Maybe, 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 just... maybe if we have a common enemy. Okay. Maybe. I mean, we could. We kind of do, you know, we got, we're working on that stuff that you could help us with, Shade. All right, let's get him paid. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. As you walk through the front courtyard, it is just as majestic as the building itself. You see uh, these beautiful hedges that seem to tower almost 15 feet tall, each one depicting another beautiful animal, almost in perfect detail. Flowers in, in various colors completely surrounding the, uh, the shrubs themselves. And as you may make your way up to the front entrance of the Vander Palace, a massive double set of doors lead into the uh, palace proper. All right, look at this place. Is it uh, so pretty neat. like secluded as far as like privacy? Uh, privacy wise, you Before can see- Before we get into there? Sure, as um, actually make a, make a perception check for me. 
Uh, it's 23. 23. Looking around, uh, you can see a number of individuals that seem to be working on the, the estate. Um, most of them, all, I would say probably all from what you can see, are all wearing a very similar green outfit as the, uh, as the individual at the front gate. Slightly changed, not as militaristic looking, more so uh, just a, a more common version. I'm going to kind of uh, slow down a bit and try to keep pace with Lucy and kind of just like quietly or, yeah, subtly. Perhaps not now, but at some point there's a matter I would like to speak with about. I'll kind of look to my side, like just out of the corner of my eye and just like kind of nod very subtly as well. And your company, do they know etiquette? Well, likely be a bit dicey, but maybe we can give them a little crash course or something. (laughs) Right. I'm going to turn around dramatically. So, you will refer to her as Lady Vander and Senator Vander, if you could, just formality's sake. Not Lucy's parents. They don't like that. Like, mom, not like, hey, ma. Probably not. Okay. I would go with Lady Vander and Senator Vander. So, could. like, Lady Vander. Yes, as as. as <laughs> Dramatic as you possibly can, yes. Oh, dramatic. Um, Be careful with your yep. language there. Mm-hmm. She takes things that very was, literally. That was a joke, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> as Lucy begins to walk up to the front doors, they seem to be able to magically ate- detect the bloodline of the Vanders as it swings open. As it does, you seem to look inside and the palace entrance itself, or the palace interior, is just as grand, if not more, than the exterior of the overall building. Most of the interior is made up of gold furnishings, once again uh, emblazed with large emeralds. emeralds. Again, you can see the beautiful marble flooring uh, that that seems to stretch out over top or underneath your feet. As you walk in, you seem to be brought to a a reception room, if you will. You can see a few individuals, uh, most likely servants, kind of wisping around, working their their daily lives. However, there's one woman who seems to rush up to the door at first sight of Lucy. Lucy, you would recognize this older halfling woman as Betsa, your mother's aide and kind of second in command in running the palace itself. Oh, Betsa. (laughs) Is it really you, Lucy? 
Yes, it's good to see you, Betsa. Oh, like, crouch oh, down she, to give her a she hug. She runs over and gives you, embraces you in the large hug. You're shocked by the strength of this halfling woman. <laughs> From behind, you can see as tears begin to form in her eyes to the rest of the party. She pulls back and kind of strokes your cheek for a second. All right, let's get a good look at you. Make sure you're all right. Are you feeling all right? I'm feeling wonderful, thank you. Oh, good, good. <laughs> and I'll, like, run my fingers through her hair. <laughs> Just... She kind of gives a little bit of a smirk and takes your hand and holds it to her cheek before putting it down. Well, there's one thing I need you to know. Oh? As you lean forward, still in the crouch position, she winds up and smacks you across the face. You take uh, one point of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> and that's for running off like you did. You ever put your mother in worried sick like that again, I'll put you over my damn knee myself, all right? We understand each other? I'll just, like, hold my cheek, but still, like, smiling and be like, of course. That's, <laughs> that's like, gonna kind of like rub it off. Tap it, tap his other cheek, mm. and just be like, "You know, I could never replace you." <laughs> Show uh, Betsa. Betsa, understand why you left. Betsa looks up to you, Quill, and gives you an absolute stink eye for the comment. You couldn't replace him with any amount of money. You're not half the man he is. Anyways. That is exactly what I was su suggesting. Completely ignoring your comment. <laughs> Lucy, I know your ma will be very happy to see you. I'm going to go ahead and get her now. Uh, if you'll go wait in the sitting room for me. And I'll lead everyone else to the sitting room. Okay. Walking into the uh, sitting room, it's as the name describes. Very large, ornate couches seem to line almost the entire room. Uh, coffee tables and, and side tables directly in front of them. It looks to be meant for a large gathering or a grouping of people as opposed to just a single family sitting in the sitting room. More of a meeting room, if you will. As you make your way in, you hear the doors creak behind you as Betsa gives you a little bit privacy. Wow, you guys really go big or go home here, right? Eh? It's beautiful. It's I'm it's gonna so go nice. jump onto one of the couches and just like lie down. <laughs> <laughs> just like feel it. It's all green. Lucy, you seem weird. You seem off. Is everything okay? Or is it just weird being back? It's a bit strange. I uh, didn't think I would be back here for at least some time, but uh, fate had had a different thing in mind, apparently. And by the way, is Quill in earshot of us? Quill is he like is sitting right amongst here. us? Yep. Okay, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, you all just be your usual lovely selves. Aww. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. Yeah, the people here seem to kind of suck. No offense. And I'll shoot a look at Quill. That's completely disingenuous. 
Just, just Eli is just a little bit upset. We had a bit of an incident yesterday, so and Eli's very—he's hard to earn his trust. So I do like to... Betsa though. Yeah, oh. Betsa she really lovely? cute. She <laughs> seems awesome. Nothing but charm that one. <laughs> Quill, how long have you been singing for? All my life, but for the court only, <laughs> well, barely a month even. Oh, is it a good gig? Do you get paid lots of money for it? Yes, as, like I said, my lot has improved dramatically, but yes, there's a lot of money involved, but performance is more about more than money. That's I have been saying that since since forever. That's what I'm saying. There's She's more to like that. than money. What? <laughs> what did you say? I didn't hear She's you. Never said that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I said there's more to like than money all the time, Lucy. Hmm. Just kidding with you. She does say that. <laughs> so we definitely get the the sense that we are more right we have privacy now from as far as you can see there is no one else in the room and all entrances have been closed off i will say at this point um and q what of our friends are they faring as well as you are yes um that's what i would like to talk to you about I don't know if you remember the old Luxodon poet, Remy Longsnout, but um, I got a letter from him not long ago that some of our old friends um, have gone missing. Oh, no. Um, some of those that didn't quite make it out of the lower district. And it troubles me. The buskers, you mean? Yes. Okay. Well, we're really good at finding people. We do well, a lot of it shouldn't of be paths. hard to find because, um, well, the people maybe, but Remy su suggested that we meet him in private at the Ivory Cafe. And uh, maybe he has some more information for us on the whereabouts of some of our old friends well what my friends here lack in refinement with respect of course they make up for in brawn in spades see what I did there <laughs> you're not allowed to do that that's Ollie's thing <laughs> come on Speaking of refinement, I know that there's a lot of pretense, and trust me, I had to take a, quite a crash course in the last month or so. I was much more of a free spirit when it came to the arts, and then suddenly there was regulations on performance, and kind of looks around and, like, just to double check that it's, like, super private. It's not quite my speed. 
What I is do your feel... speed? Well, Lucy cuts I'm... in and just says, <laughs> "Art is is not meant to be subjugated." Oh. At least I know that's how me and Q feel, and I look at you like for approval. <laughs> I know that, I know that a lot of the other performers and those that are now especially in, in, in the lower district, district busking and all that, I know a lot of them blamed you. And I'll be honest, I did at first, and then I, you know, my lot changed, and I thanked you to an extent, but then I realized what was really happening, and doesn't sit well with me. And now hearing the news of some of our old friends, very troubling. And I would, I would love some help with resolving that. What are people blaming you for, Lucy? I thought you just said you left. Well, that was only half true. Um, okay. If I'm being forthright, um, you all know I have a bit of, for lack of a better term, daddy issues. <laughs> We're going to fix that. Um, Don't worry, Lucy. Actually, I think that's a great term. Well, uh, my father's never really approved of the arts in general, the company I kept. And, Q being one of them. Um, he thought it was going to hold me back in terms of my political future. So he created some mandates and some regulations that have put a lot of musicians, poets, actors on the streets. Um, and so people assumed that it was my choice to do so, to kind of curve the competition. Mm. And though I tried to explain what happened, it did not go so well. And I had to leave Boku in, well, shame. That's bull, Lucy. I'm really sorry. I don't. I appreciate that, Eli. I don't think you need to feel shameful. You're a great person. And and a coward. You are not a coward. Well, it seems like everybody was kind of mean to you, and they didn't understand the situation. Well, I didn't necessarily ask my father to make the regulations or to. I, I, it happened because of me, and instead of fixing the problem like I should have, I look over at Q again, I ran. Could you have done to fix that problem? I mean, he was being trained for the Senate seat. If he took his father's seat, he could have fixed it himself. But that's not what he wants. He's got to look out for himself. Yeah. I mean, can you fix it without being a senator? Can you just tell your dad, hey, dad, no. I'm not doing this. Stop restricting the artists. 
Well, while I'm here in Boku, I intend to find out just that. Do you want me to talk to your dad about it? I don't think that would help Alara, but thank you. Okay. As well, you... I'd be down to go help your friends. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. As you well, uh, continue uh, onward with the conversation, suddenly you hear a bit of a commotion happening just outside the door. You hear a woman's voice call out, Where is he? Where's my son? The doors burst open and standing directly in the center with quite a few servants directly behind her, a very beautiful elven woman. She has beautiful, long, golden hair, uh, very similar to Lucy's. She wears a very form-fitting dress, which complements her immensely. Uh, the uh, front kind of dips down almost to her belly button. Uh, the it doesn't seem to have sleeves, however, it has seems to have these bit of hanging cloth that connects to a, a very large golden bracelet on her arm. She too seems to have a bit of a tattoo or birthmark of green directly in her center lip. One look at Lucy and her eyes immediately begin to well up. Is it... Is it really you, Lulu? <laughs> yes, no, no, no. it's me. And I'll, I'll just reach my arms out. <laughs> she rushes over to you and grabs onto you by the center. She's not as tall as you, kind of a, about six inches shorter, but almost knocks you over. I was so worried about you. I I told your father it was it was nothing. You were just out on a trek. You can hear her sobbing as she tries to explain this to you. We tried to send Shade to come get you. I'm so glad he was successful in doing so. And you're I'll home just, now for us. The whole time I'll just be like shushing her and like running my hand through her hair. Also, without hesitation, when she came into the room, Ollie got down on one knee and like held his head down. <laughs> Well, she did like a. As like I'm hugging my mom, I'm just looking at Ollie like. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> As she releases you, she pulls back and and wipes a few tears. Immediately, Betts is beside her, handing her a few cloths and and actually trying to reach up to dab some of off. She, mom, your your makeup is running just a little bit. She kind of shushes shushes her away. I see you've brought friends with you, Lucy. She looks over yes. at Ollie. Oh, my dear boy, you're welcome to stand up. You don't have to have that level of formalities with me. Possibly the senator, oh, yeah. but you're fine with me. I just say, Lady Lady Vander, it's an honor to meet you. I am Oliver Sprocket. And I get up. Well, it is an honor of mine, dear Ollie. Of course, it's an honor to meet all of you, if you are Lucy's friends and have helped him along the way. I am Lady Vander. It is a pleasure to meet all of you. My name is Ilara, and I, I will curtsy. 
<laughs> the most unsure curtsy ever. <laughs> the most unsure curtsy Laura has ever done in her life. <laughs> her eyes grow a little bit wider as you say the name. Oh, so this is Alara. She's completely forgotten about the message. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say you are quite beautiful. Oh, thank you. She kind of walks so over you. to you and holds onto your shoulders and kind of tilts you around a little bit. <laughs> oh, we're, we're practically family now. And she gives you, a, embraces you in a big hug. <laughs> then it clicks in Lucy's head. <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, mm, we're family now. Do you guys hear that? <laughs> this is great. I mean, I have also been saying this since day one that we should all be family. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying, dear. She looks back to Lucy. I just like do this to my like, just it's fine, just leave it alone. <laughs> Sounds like an engagement to me. Well, you did mention that you were Lucy's girlfriend. I assume that you were one of the reasons why he ran off in the first place, potentially to find a wife before he was able to join the Senate proper. I will just look over at Lucy and gauge what he wants me to do with this information. Um, not even looking at Alora, he's kind of dumb face looking at his mom just did you not get my note I did I wished she kind of turns away from you as she kind of puts her head down I must admit I thought I was a little bit more important to you than a note oh Lucy you are, but I wasn't sure that you would want to see me after what transpired. She turns back. Lulu, my love for you knows no bounds. I wish you would have come and talked to me. Well, I'm here now. That's all that counts. Your, she stands up proper. You're absolutely right. And just in time, I must say. As you are most likely aware, there's the siblings' ball tonight. Of course, you and your friends are all invited. Lucy clearly and having spaced it goes, Right. The ball. Of course, Quill will be one of the guests of honor. I'm sure he will be. Well, is he thank performing? you. If we if we could ever be so lucky. And Quill, thank you so much for taking Lucy's place. I know it was must have been very difficult for you, my dear boy. Impossible shoes to fill. Such class. She turns back to the group. Well, if we're going to get you ready for a formal ball, we must of course, get our clothes in here post-haste. We can't have you wearing those. 
at a formal ball such as this, and Lucy, why are you wearing that godforsaken armor? Necessity over luxury, Mom. Well, it's... <laughs> Lucy's been fighting, and he's been helping us. Well, he's been super mm. brave. <clears throat> She's sorry, and I'll she's awkwardly so silly. curtsy again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look, I look over to Pavo, and I just say, "I'm sorry for what's about to happen." <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised to see you here, uh, Pavo. Did I catch that correctly? That is correct. Were you with the group, or are we sent as a messenger? I am with the group. He is a friend. Interesting. Your father, the senator, and Maxon are away on a bit of a diplomatic mission to see this young man's tribe. Oh. <laughs> a tribe? Oh, man! <laughs> yes, the, the Northern Mountain tribe, of course. I assume that's where you came from. Um, fortunately, no. I was raised in a monastery near the mountains, yes. But I do not know of others of my kind, except for one. How peculiar. You are, might have much to talk about with the senator and Maxon when they return. They should be back in a day or so. I look forward to that. <laughs> I thought, okay, quick cut. I thought you were saying like we bypassed where we were supposed to go <laughs> and are here for no reason. Sounds, I was about to be so mad. <laughs> it sounds like we could have killed two birds with one stone. Sorry, Pavel. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Oh, wow. <laughs> Ollie, you've just rubbed off on the party just far too much, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't had one tonight. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently you don't need to anymore, but yeah. I'll take it easy. As, uh, back, as relax, Lady Vander continues on, well, Betsa would be more than happy to help out with the, the females. If you'll excuse me, I can call Rolo, who would be happy to help with the male's attire. Um, Lady Vander. Montage! <laughs> um, Laura, do you mind yeah. showing the thing? Oh. Absolutely. Get a look at this, and she will do the her spin to make her dress glitter. Please make a performance check. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of performance checks. Hold on. I might have an ability. You go to a ball, guys. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of I performance checks. Hurry up, chat. Make it uh, awkward. Oh no! <laughs> Roll it quickly! Roll it now! Roll it now! No, this is important! This is important. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my my reaction to rewind time and try and do it again. <laughs> I rolled a, uh, a two, so it can't be any worse than that. Well, we could. Oh! 21! <laughs> yeah, that's right. As you uh, begin to spin around at first, um, you seem to uh, stumble over the dress uh, as you kind of flop down face first in front of everyone. Your dress itself flies up over your head as you kind of look up and see the shocked face of everyone immediately casting 
suddenly it seems that time slows down and begins to reverse slightly. You take the cue at this point to stand back up, brush yourself off, and try again. The second time is much more successful as you hold on to the edges of your dress as you spin around, giving a proper curtsy after. Lady Vander has a large smile on her face. Oh, very good. Oh, I do wish that potentially you will be part of the family one day with that type of etiquette. But I believe the chain links might be a little too much for the, the other senators. Of course, we can stylize something very similar to that. Your choice, of course. I'll let Betsa take care of it for you. Betsa? The young, the older woman quickly scurries up. Oh, yes, ma'am. Of course I'll take care of them. I'll, I assume you want to do the, uh, the separate rooms again as well? She uh, looks... Oh, well, of, of course, of course. There are two adjacent rooms. You can go ahead and utilize them. We usually use them for storage and cabinetry. In case there are any visitors specifically for the uh, for Senator Vander. Now, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I would love to get to chat and know all of you, as you seem like wonderful people. But I, too, must go get ready for the ball as well. It's a pleasure to meet all of you, and Lulu, if, uh, if you feel the need to leave again, please let me know this time. In person. Like nods. Very well. Well, I'll leave you to it. Uh, I will also send Rolo. Uh, he will be here shortly. And uh, we will see you all at the ball tonight. Um, Lady Vander, I think we have some business to discuss. Oh, yes, of course, of course, your payment. I uh, completely understand. Un unfortunately, that is all handled by my husband, so if you wouldn't mind potentially waiting just an extra day, you're welcome to stay with Lucy and his friends, or alternatively, if you have other things to do, just feel fr free to come back to the palace. But of course, you're welcome to the ball as well, given that you adjust your attire accordingly. Oh, he totally wants to come to the to the ball. I mean, free food and free drinks, hell yeah. Even better. Of course, of course, as always. Well, I will. Uh, I'll leave you to it, um, and we will see you later tonight. Then, as she turns, she looks back and gives a little bit of a wink to Lucy and a smile before heading outward. As she leaves, you now see a male tabaxi walking into the room. Very, very fine attire. Uh, completely silk-made. Well, of course, I am here to dress you all. Well, the men, perhaps. But chop-chop now. Let's get into our segregated rooms, and uh, we'll start off with... You, Lucy. Yeah, Lulu, better go. I just like look over at Trix, like, 
Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to address me, my name is Oliver, Oliver Sprocket. He kind of gives you a bit of a furrowed brow, not understanding what it is you're talking about. Yes, of course. Uh, we'll find something for you, I'm sure, my metal friend. So, think about what you want. And we will be back <laughs> just after a quick bio break for you all. Oh, man. Get out there, go get your coffees, your apple juices, Cherry Bombette. If you're still in the stream, go get yourself some popcorn, girl. You deserve it. <laughs> With that said, we're, uh, we're going to take a quick five-minute, five, ten-minute five, bio break. We'll keep it as short as humanly possible because God knows you guys want to come back and watch more. As always, just a, a quick thank you for our new follow followers, Motivated Jackal. Thank you so much and welcome to the Trippers as well as XP3Kintly yours. XP3Kintly yours. That is a hard name to say, so I'm just going to call you X because I like you already. And of course, Falarynx, thank you so much for the gifted sub. But we do take questions on uh, on our break, so feel free to throw them in chat, you know, about the party, about the cast, about the universe, what the purpose of life is, all of those things. We will be back. I promise to answer all of those in completely perfect um, detail for all of you. Oh, blind you, beautiful soul you. Thank you so much for the five gifted subs. Uh, and welcome to all the new trippers who have just joined us. You guys are Didn't all absolutely coming. fantastic. And with that said, we will be back, like I said, in a few short minutes. So stay tuned, ladies and gents. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. So... Oh, we got a zoomies. We got the special zoomies from uh, from our good friend at uh, Holson from Legends of Alos. If you're not already following them, what are you doing with your life? Go check them out. Go follow, subscribe, go find them on socials. Do every single thing you possibly can because they are a wonderful group. And if you think his role playing is good here, oh boy, wait till you see it live. This is pre-recorded. Yeah, this is this is a pre-recorded show. <laughs> so we did have a few questions in chat that I'm just going to run through quickly. First and foremost, um, Lara's mentor was mentor was a powerful st wizard studying time magic. Was he originally a Dwemer from Tremel? Temrel. I said that completely wrong. Um, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'll maybe one day I'll be able to convince Bethesda to do a crossover with me and then, you know, game changer right there. Mm -hmm. Uh Is Spike still traveling with the party? Yes, he's uh very committed to Eli. He's been beside him the entire time. So to answer that question, yes. Another question is, why don't, didn't some NPCs notice Alcor's absence? Um, this is their first time in Boku, a lot of them. Uh, they actually, if you're unfamiliar with the, uh, the the overall story of the show, they started off uh, on a survivor island, then moved their way to Trellis, which is more in the southern area, and now they've made up their way up to Boku. So no one from here would actually know who Alcor is, but we all know who he is and miss him fondly. But Shade's pretty cool, too. Wow. Certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and...
And I think that is all we have in terms of questions. Uh, yep, that's about it. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump in back into tonight's episode. As you are all kind of segregated off with Trix and Alara being escorted to one room with the gentleman brought over with Rolo to another. The doors are closed behind you. And starting off with the ladies, Betsa looks to you all. So, have you all been to a ball before? No, I never have. No, this is amazing. Well, let me just say, you're in for the time of your life, lasses. Wow. But we need to get you a little bit more outfitted properly. Do any of you have any kind of ideas that you might like for uh, attire for the evening? Dresses are probably the best way to go. Trix, you want to go first? I have a lot of ideas. Well, I mean, does it have to be a dress? Like, maybe a really schnazzy suit? Something sparkly? Maybe a (gasps) suit made of sparkles? Suit made of sparkles? I've never seen anything like that before. Hmm. Let me try something. She bows her head for a moment and starts uttering an incantation. Waving her hand directly in front of Trix, she begins Trix begins to illuminate a bright light covering over top of her, uh, barely making out the silhouette of Trix from the light that is now she's bathed in. As the light starts to dim down, you see Trix is now wearing her regular hat, but also she now seems to have her hair down, very well done. A beautiful streak comes down the front of her hair, but unlike Lucy's, it's not green. It is that of a rainbow. She also wears a beautiful vest that seems to cover the majority of her. Uh, A very small shirt underneath that kind of gets cut just before her, her cleavage line, if you will. Her pants are long and a little bit, uh, a little bit wider, seemingly to remember to be more akin to that of a dress. So almost like a fancy bell bottom, if you will, with beautiful black and white stripes that run down the course. Um, The vest itself looks like it was entirely studded in rhinestones. Uh, these beautiful black rhinestones that seem to sparkle and shimmer. Is there anything else I can do for you, lass? You look fantastic. I love it. No, no, this is great. This is great. She looks towards Alara. And you, my dear. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. First... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shut up, Papa, you're not here. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm thinking, what if we do 
something kind of cool with my hair. It's usually always just down. Do you think we could do like half up, half down and like have it in like a cool thing mm. in the back? Maybe right. like a braid and then like oh, a braid? Okay. some like jewelry in oh, my hair, which oh, would be really okay. cool. Okay. Uh, and then maybe like... She out, grabs uh, a piece of parchment. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Hair up. Keep on. Uh -huh. Okay. And then what about, hear me out, a white dress that is... <laughs> Um, sparkly as well. Maybe not too much to take away from Kirk's because I think she's really killing it right now in this look. Just, uh -huh. you know, a little bit glittery. Of course. And um, long and flowing. And oh, like, yeah. there's there's no back. It's like, no back. you know, open okay. back. Okay. Yeah. And like, the sleeves come, come off the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe there's some way that we could incorporate these necklaces that I have on because I don't want to take them off. Oh, and jewelry. Lots of jewelry that's sparkly. Of course, of course. Uh, can I see the, the jewellery? You seem to have it hidden below your neckline. Um, I show her the, I show her two necklaces. I show her the one that I showed to Eli. The, it's glowing blue. And then I show her the other one that I was working on that is a silver, silver medallion with some purple crystal in it. That's handmade. Okay. Okay. Again, she waves her hand and begins to utter some incantations. The entire room fills with light at this point, making uh, Alara's silhouette even disappear. And as the light seems to fade directly on top of Alara, you now see a beautiful, form-fitting white dress. It flows behind her for probably a full meter. In the center of the dress directly is a beautiful sapphire blue studded image of an hourglass. It seems to have almost a, the way the light hits it makes it seem like white rhinestones are coursing down through the hourglass itself, depending on which way she turns. Her hair is now up into this magnificent bun that has been triple braided and then perfectly placed on top with a few individual strands that seem to flow downward, um, very similar to that of, well, out of game, Sailor Moon. Oh no, my dreams are coming <laughs> true! <laughs> and across her forehead rests a beautiful, thin, diamond tiara. Yes. Tricks, how do I look? Killing it. Oh man, we make a pair. Look at look at you, you're looking so good too. Hell yeah. <laughs> thank well, you. That's so nice of you to dress us up like this. Oh no, thank you. Working with such beautiful ladies like yourself. It was easy for me. Aww. While you continue to uh, gossip and gab. Uh, Betsa actually gives a little bit of a smirk before reaching into her vest and pulling out 
a beautiful flask. Oh. She looks that towards the like both fun. of you and says, Well, there is one other tradition. A little pre-ball tradition, if you will. Yes. Okay. What is it? Oh, you'll find out, dearie. You'll find out. Oh, boy. She takes Why a swig of the slap flask <laughs> and begins to pass it around the room. While this is all happening across the hallway or the large sitting room, the gentleman. The tabaxi Rolo looks you up and down. You see he is very fine-fitted in his almost silk-like suit. Uh, his hair all over his body, not a single strand out of place. He looks to you all. All right, well, gentlemen. Why don't we start with the little one? He looks towards Eli. What Eli would you will. like to wear to the ball? He'll sigh a little bit at being called the little one. And uh, then he's going to be like, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking something uh, black. And then black. he's done. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, hmm. uh, nothing, nothing that stands out. Pretty inconspicuous. Generous on the pockets. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> we don't do cargo shorts at formal balls, but I can figure something out for you. <laughs> and then what about you, Spike? What do you want to wear? And he's going to look at over at Spike. Spike looks to you and then looks up at Rolo in shock. Yes, we are dressing your Gragu as well. How about something a little bit matching? If you, Is that if okay you, with you, Spike? Oh, sorry, go could, ahead. If you could remove his necklace too, because it's about time. Actually, yeah. Thank you, Shade. I can try. I can try. He begins to mutter a few incantations as he waves his hand in front of you. You all watch as the clothing on Eli's back begins to transform directly in front of you. It seems to become a button-down shirt with a bit of a half collar, very similar to um, like a, a Japanese collar, if you will. There doesn't seem to be any sleeves on the side of it, uh, still allowing you full range of motion. The pants are just a, a very standard slack, black slack. However, he has outfitted you with a very proper brimmed hat. Out of game, you would recognize this as a fedora. With a tiny oh bit of a red feather that sticks out the side of it. Looking back at your, your new companion, Spike, he seems to be wearing an identical hat. That's adorable. Yeah, it his, is. His, his body starts to perk up a little bit as he reaches on top of his head. <laughs> Looking over, he sees a mirror off to the corner and rushes over to it as he twists it. <laughs> he tilts it down into the side just a little bit. Looking spiffy shade? Or not shade. <laughs> <laughs> Spike! 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 
<laughs> but unfortunately, it seems... <laughs> unfortunately, the caller seems to remain. Uh, oh. Don't worry, we'll get that off you. We'll talk to Ollie about it. As, um... As you begin to speak with Shade, Rolo notices and says, Well, what about you, young man? What would you like to wear? Vest, long coat, blue. Ah, a man who knows what he wants. I can respect that. As he snaps Obviously his... pants and boots, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> Just want to make sure... <laughs> This time he utters his incantation and snaps his fingers. The clothes on your back begin to transform once again. You seem to be fitted in a very soft material for a suit jacket. It is a beautiful cobalt blue, uh, or sorry, a navy blue. The vest directly underneath it, a cobalt blue, and a matching pants to go with the suit top. And of course, a pair of dark brown boots. All right, who's next? Uh, Quill, my good man, anything for you. What would you possibly wish that doesn't make you look better than you already do? No, stop. No. Well, I would like lots of frock, lots of frill, crystals along the lining if i could amethyst if you could and i would like well of course lavender you know me of course of course and is there anything that, else i i trust your judgment Rolo. <laughs> when have you, you are, let me know you are far too kind to me quill you are far too kind such class this man he waves his hand once again um and as your outfit begins to transform, the beautiful Tarnix shirt that now displays on top of you has large frilled collar centered around that wraps around into almost a V-neck that stretches down, almost like three buttons are, uh, are have been removed from the center of it. <laughs> the... <laughs> The sleeves themselves, <laughs> the sleeves themselves, uh, very, very frilly and puffy, almost like that of a, a pirate's shirt. And of course, directly along the lines of each one of the, the piping, if you will, of the shirt, uh, seems to be that of almost a fabric amethyst stone. Um, out of game, you would almost consider this similar to that of a almost a glow stick type material that runs downward but is it's entirely made of a flexible amethyst stone aside from that you seem to be holding a beautiful dark purple cane in your hand the top of the cane itself seems to be carved into that of a, a lavender flower Oh, wonderful touch. You know me too well. Is it to your liking, Quill? <sighs> My liking? No. Oh, no. I love it. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Bless the, bless the siblings. Is there anything else I can do for you, sir? 
I couldn't possibly ask more of you. Oh, You've done more than enough. If I could just add one thing of my own preference, if you will. Yes, by all means. He snaps his finger, and as he does, a earring seems to sprout out of your ear that is attached to a beautiful set of pearls that run down to almost to the jawline as a large purple, green, and orange peacock feather seems to trail off slightly down the side. You shouldn't have. I need a moment. I try my best. I try. Rolla loves his work. Rolla loves his work. And you, uh, speaking of feathers, Mm. what would you like, my dear Aarakocra? What I'm wearing is just fine. (laughs) I walk up to Rolo and say, give him the Aarakocra special. Looking at you a little confused. (laughs) Lucy, what are you doing? Just go with it. You'll be as combat ready as ever. (laughs) He waves his hand in front of you, and a beautiful formal robe appears over top of you. It almost reminds you of that of the headmaster of the temple. Hmm. It is um, a, a... lightish sky blue uh, as well as a number of of gold belts that seem to wrap around your waist and arms to seem to hold it in place to allow for the perfect form fitting I stretch I move just to make sure I'm not like restrained you lumber as fuck boy (laughs) Lucy looks at him in the mirror and goes, ah, beautiful. Pats him on the back. (laughs) And of course, your wings, there seems to be a hole in the back of them that allow you to spread your wings easily. Thank you. But of course, but of course. This does look nice. I I kind of am... It's different, but thank you. You're very welcome, my friend. And of course, last but not least, Lucy... What would you um, like today, my friend? Think we're forgetting somebody? <laughs> Points over. Oh yes, of course, of course. <laughs> well, don't mind me. He'd been so quiet. He stands like a statue. I, I almost thought he was a statue does, for a moment. He does do that. Just waiting patiently for my turn. Yes, is there something I can help you with, my dear Warforge friend? Uh, for me, uh, nothing too flashy. I, I prefer something more traditional. Uh, perhaps just a, like a white dress shirt with uh, black pants, and then uh, just for the coat, I prefer more of like a tail coat because it's kind of reminiscent of my cloak and it gives me a bit of comfort. Uh, and for the cufflinks, could you potentially have the the symbol of my deity Gibble that I have also on my amulet? And as far as neckties, uh, I I'm more prefer I prefer. A bow tie. I feel like I look better in a bow tie. I can't really pull off a necktie. Rolo looks back to both Quill and Lucy. Uh, 
Are we sure we want to allow him to decide on his own? Perhaps there is some suggestions we can give. Oh, Rolo, don't don't deny him his autonomy. I think that would look lovely. Agreed. Very well, then. Very well. (laughs) He waves his hand once again, muttering the same incantation you've heard now three times before. You seem to be... a, A fabric seems to emanate over top of your metal skin. Uh, a beautiful, typical white shirt that um, seems to to hang downward. The shirt itself also has tails as it is spread out over underneath the beautiful black jacket that is spread across your shoulders. Aside from that, typical black slacks. However, you seem to feel almost revigorated all of a sudden as you all watch as Ollie's exterior seems to polish by itself. It is now almost akin to that of platinum or a beautiful, brilliant silver. The rims of parts of his plating is now embedded or emblazed with a golden pin like stripe around it, adding this beautiful contrast of gold and silver and whites and blacks. The tail of the suit shirt, the the suit jacket hangs low, very much like a tuxedo. Also, at the very top, a large top, black top hat resides on your head. Somehow, a beautiful golden monocle now attached to your eye, and a big, bright... Out of game, what's your favorite color, Ollie? Uh, well, it's green, but (laughs) I don't know if that goes with the wardrobe. Around your neck is a beautiful forest green that seems to have a giant emerald directly in the center of it. Well? Not too bad. This fits very well. I'm glad it is to your liking, my friend. And of course, Lucy, what do you prefer? Your regular or something special? Lucy will look in the mirror for a moment and then look Rolo up and down. Actually, I think a suit would be nice. Something like yours, but I'm thinking red. Red? And some onyx cufflinks, a black tie, and if we could do something about the hair and the lip as well, that would be great. Of course, of course. He focuses, he, he focuses this time more so than he has for anyone else. And as he closes his eyes, you can see him struggle as the mental image tries to apparate inside of his mind. He waves his hand again, uttering his incantation. And as he does, he produces a beautiful 
dark velvet suit. The trim all around it, a beautiful gold, but not of a fabric gold, like that of metal that has been turned into a fabric itself. The front line of it resembles that of Lucy's robes, slightly crossed over with a few buttons of onyx that hold the suit together, a lower half collar that just ends up before his Adam ap Adam's apple before, uh, before it turns downward. The suit itself seems to flow backwards, almost like a tail, but also of a, a train, if you will. Not as large as Alara's, but just enough before it hits his ankles. There seems to be onyx buttons on the, the two cuffs of his suit, as well as beautiful black onyxes that run down the center, or just off-center of the side. It is this beautiful combination of almost a military, formal, senate-like position that you wouldn't expect any less of anyone who would run the city proper. He'll look and at it again. And on his lip... Oh yeah, go ahead. And on his lip, the identical red velvet tattoo with a tiny stripe of black directly down the center. He'll look himself up and down again and say, you know, I think it's missing something. And he'll whisper into Rolo's ear and he'll just say, I'd like a cow embroidered onto my, onto my, uh, lapel. <laughs> a cow. Um, how interesting, but I'm sure we can work something out for you. He waves his hand once more and all of a sudden, right down the center, uh, just off-center from the left side collar, you see a beautiful, almost tribal-like pattern of that of a bull's head. Not enough where it is easily to recognize it as a bull. However, if you focused on it, you would recognize the beautiful pattern that it emanates. Perfection. <laughs> and of course, your hair has been pulled back perfectly um, at the very top, which seems to be a almost a brooch-like clasp that is completely made out of gold and emeralds. He is bumps. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, no. At this point, you cannot see the bumps. Eli, if you'd, if you'd like, I could try now to get rid of the collar off your your friend Spike. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I feel like he must be uncomfortable. He looks like it. He tugs at it a little bit. Okay, Spike, come here. Talked to him before. I can't talk to him. He doesn't speak common. <laughs> I might have something for that. I'm gonna cast speak with animals. <laughs> you gotta hear from Spike. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
my god, what does he sound like? I can't what, if wait. what if he's an oh, asshole? He's gonna be like, <laughs> he's an to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <these> fucking people. <laughs> Quill holds out. <laughs> when Quill holds out his hands as the loot apparates directly in front of him again, as he begins to pluck the cords, you can hear Spike begin to get excited. As Quill to you, the sound changes. Hello. Hello there. Hello. It's good to so, meet you. Pleasure is all mine, but between me and you, they call you Spy. What is, what is your name, though? I, I like Spike. Spike is a good name. I just wanted to make sure that you were comfortable with it. Um, this whole deal, what, what, what is that situation? It's from a dark time for me. I was once captured, made to do tricks for peoples. They hurt me very badly. They hurt Spike. No. I'm terribly sorry to hear that, but you're safe now. I think you have very good company now. What I, I do? Think they would ever hurt you. I do, I do. Spike love his new friend, Eli. And Eli, to you, he's just again cooing again, but rushes over to your side as he kind of grabs onto your arm and hugs it a little bit. I don't think I need to tell you what he said, but he says he loves you. I'll look down at Spike and... Um... I'll be like, is that right? He looks up to you and with the biggest, softest eyes you've almost ever seen in your life, he he tugs your arm even harder. Eli will like pick him up and give him a hug and then he'll look over at Quill and he'll be like, I appreciate it. Did he tell you anything else? Because uh, we we came across him in kind of strange circumstances, and we always wondered where he came from. Yes, he he told me that he was forced to perform tricks for people, and that they were very bad to him, and that they hurt him. And I told him that he is safe now and in very good company. Is there anything you would like to ask him while you have the opportunity? No, I think that's okay. But if you could tell him that if he ever sees any one of the people who hurt him to let me know and I'll take care of it. Would you like to come up with a sign? Maybe he can like hug your hand three times or like give you the middle finger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's come up with a sign if he ever feels like he's in danger. Maybe you can right. get him to tug my pinky finger. Okay, I'll relay, relay that to, to Spike. 
I will remember pull the, this. Pull the collar and point. Oh, thank your your friend. Tell her, him, that your friend is bad. Mm-hmm. Friend is bad. Friend is bad. She wears the same clothes that they used to wear. <laughs> Which one? Could you point for me? She is not here. She is in the other room. Not, no. not the spinny one. The other one. <laughs> she not eats bacon a lot. So not Lara. Tricks. Hmm. Right. Um. Are you sure that she's bad? They all seem like pretty fine people to me. What makes you think that she's bad? She wears their clothes. The same that the ones that hurt me. Very similar. Has she ever tried to hurt you? No, but... Eli says she's fine. It's... I will trust her if Eli trusts her. You trust Eli, right? I don't love think that Eli. Ever let... Yes, and I think he loves you too, and I don't think that he would let anything um, harm you, especially not one of his own friends. I think what, um, what might have happened is perhaps maybe she adorned um, something that either resembles or was something of your previous owners, but I don't think that she has any of the temperament of your previous owner. Does that I make will... sense? You are wise. I will try. But if she tries to hurt Eli, I will hurt her. Well, that is fair. You are quite loyal. I'm sure if anybody tried to hurt Eli, you would. But let me tell you as well, for what it's worth, you have my protection as well. You are kind. Thank you. I appreciate that you think that. Not everybody agrees, but not everybody knows, right? So I guess we just both learned a lesson here. We can't just judge people by um, their appearance or their first interaction. Not everyone is kind. You are good. It is true. It is us good ones that must stick together and watch each other's backs, right? He leaves the side of Eli and walks over to Quill, kind of hobbling back and forth slowly as he grabs Quill's hand. Is this guy trying to steal my monkey? (laughs) (laughs) We are, we are friends. You are a friend of Spike and Eli. Thank well, I'm a you. friend of Spike. I'm, 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 I'm afraid I don't think your friend has quite taken to me as quickly as you have, but just maybe put in a good word for me. He will come around. And he lets your hand go and walks back over to Eli, standing by its side. 
Eli He's looks gonna... up to her. Spike looks up to you, Eli. And then looks over to Quill. Looks back to you. Nods and says. Eli will kind of like look at uh, Spike and then look at Quill. And then nod back at Spike. And um, then do I have a question. Did I hear when Quill is talking to Spike, is Quill speaking in common or is Quill like trilling? <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't it's, say it's I'm a, doing. Yeah, it doesn't say I'm doing common. Yeah, it's it's a strange. I can communicate their language. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a strange combination of both. It's almost like um, when someone half knows a language and they they can iterate some of the the linguistics behind it, mm. but also the same there's there's kind of broken dialogue here and there that okay. resembles that of common so you you probably would have heard a few words sporadically but not enough for it to even make sense as a sentence okay listen they i think that they're people to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't needn't worry because i will you all right <laughs> Uh, Eli will kind of like, um, say, uh, is, is every, everything's okay? Yes, I think you have yourself a very loyal companion there. All right, he'll nod and he'll be like, thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. A neat little now perhaps, Well, perhaps you can have a loyal companion without his abuser's collar on him. Yeah, let's see what we can do about that. Maybe I can ask him. Um, Spike, while we still have a bit of communication time, do you, would you have any idea of how to perhaps remove that? What's the uh, what's the cast time on Speak with Animal? Ten minutes. Mm. Chat, roll me a d20. Command oh. D20. <laughs> you just have time to hear. And while it's starting to, the spell is starting to wear off, it's beginning to fade. His trills are starting to become more trill than that of common in your eyes. He does mutter out the word off and please. Mm. Yes. At this point, he's just speaking in common. We'll work on that, friend. Did you learn anything? <laughs> or should I give it a go? No, unfortunately, he just said he would like it off, please. I'm not sure that he has any idea how to remove it. I'll mm. do my best, and I'll take out my smith's tools and give it a go. Okay. Ooh. Um, 18. 
Um, chat is saying no audio. Yep, Sorry. I got it. My bad. Thanks. So the, um, from what you can see, Ollie, it's the collar itself seems to have a hinge close to the front that is not visible from what you can see. It pulls back to the ends of the, uh, uh, of the collar that have holes or loops that line up perfectly on the back. There is a small bolt, relatively thick, that has been drived down directly in between them that has been seemingly welded shut. Hmm. Seems like it's been welded together. But I could give it a try. Okay. Go ahead and first make a sleight of hand check for me. Just in case, Lucy's going to rub his earring, and I'm going to spend two sorcery points to use bend luck and add a d4 to his roll. <laughs> okay. Does that help a natural one? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you fumble around a little bit, trying to get a sense of where to actually try and attempt this. Last thing I would like you to do is make a d20 and add your proficiency bonus for the actual tools. Uh, where do I find the proficiency bonus for the tools? It just says I, tools. Oh, no, you just just your general proficiency bonus. So I think you guys are at, so add a plus three oh, to plus whatever three. you rolled. Yeah, all right. Okay, 18 again. 18. Very good. Taking the tools and beginning to work on the back of the welded area, you think you have a good sense of it as you begin to pry, try and pry out the bar. From the front view, Eli, you can see that he seems to be, Ollie seems to be pulling back a little hard on the collar as Spike is now beginning to fidget and of claw a little bit at the collar itself as it now seems to be choking him can i like take my fingers and put it up against his neck and pull the opposite way so it's not against his windpipe or anything not without uh disrupting ollie um oh, i don't want to choke him how close is ollie to getting it off seems like there's only but a moment left all right i'll tell ollie hold on a second and i'll look at spike and i'll be like do you want us to keep going he just has a little bit left with a little bit of panic and worry in his eyes he nods yes okay you tell me if you want to stop and i'll hold his hand and i'll say squeeze if you want to stop he grabs onto your hand and closes his eyes tightly. Ollie continues to work on the back of it, trying to pry off the bolt. He digs into it with his smith tools, trying to break that melding that has... the fire that has melded these pieces of metal together. 
And as he reaches in and digs a little bit harder, Spike begins to squeeze on your hand as you hear a pop. And the bolt seems to come out. Hey! Ollie pulls the bolt outwards as the entire chain falls to the ground with a loud thump. They'll be like, it's okay, Spike. There you go. See? It's off. He runs over and grabs the bottom of Ollie's leg and and kind of hugs it and and twiddles around a little bit. It was my pleasure. And I'll probably keep the chain in case I want to forge something else later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll walk and, up to Spike uh, and I'll just pinch his cheek and I'll be like, now you're ready for the ball, young man. <laughs> he pulls his hand his face away a little bit. You get you get a sense of uh, of him trying to display a not cool man as much as possible <laughs> that does kind of remind me though as far as uh things on creatures next uh would you be able to and i'm talking to rollo now uh would you be able to give my friend here fidget uh a matching <gasps> bow tie on his neck or where we would assume his neck would be yes <laughs> Absolutely. The universe shines down on this idea entirely. <laughs> yes. yes. Amazing. Uh, Rolo, Rolo looks to you and says, of course I can do something of that nature, my friend. As he just simply snaps his finger and looking over to your shoulder, you now see a matching tuxedo-like jacket that is coursing down your friend. It, it The tail... Straight trails down almost to the end of uh, Fidget itself. <laughs> he too wears a very minuscule like top hat and monocle, surprisingly, as well as a beautiful, beautiful green bow tie. Thank you very much. I he looks happy. Uh, as as you hold him out on your finger, you watch as Fidget kind of does this. Seemingly <laughs> <laughs> ready to party. Ready to party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just place him on my shoulder. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else anyone would like to do before we head to the ball? Lucy. What am I? What are we supposed to be doing here? I've never experienced anything like this. Just have fun, Pavo. You can dance. You've danced before. <laughs> Not really. There'll be a lot of that. <laughs> Interesting. All right. There are two more things I'd like to do. I want to have How a couple conversations. Uh, first, I want to go to Alara. <laughs> Alara's is she all not in her Alara's not oh, in the room at this point I won't yeah. see her until the ball okay that's okay then never mind I'm good <laughs> that's it well you're not you're not well you're not the there word. you yeah. said you said two no. conversations 
the other one was with tricks. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, they'll have to wait for the ball, my friend. That's okay. So, as you all kind of hang out for the next few hours, eventually you are called independently of each other to the front doorway of the Vander Palace. Two large, beautiful, pure white, almost very similar to the marble, but of a different kind of of, uh, of material, uh, weighed out in front of you um, in the form of a carriage, each one of them having trails of six, 12 white horses, six on each side. Um, it's also, you can see a display of the Vander Green um, in kind of displayed directly on the carriages in terms of the trim uh, and parts of the wheels, as well as the harnesses that seem to be over top of the horses. The gentlemen are whisked away first. And, but a few moments later, the two lovely ladies, accompanied by Lady Vander herself, are put into the back of a identical carriage. (laughs) You all can be pretty (laughs) in here. Well, of course, darling, it's only the best for us, Vanders. Oh God! Oh God! Oh! <laughs> At some point in time tonight, we should try and discuss your intentions with my son. Mm. Just so mm. we're all aware. Ah, uh, I think, I think, I think I need to talk to Lucy, or maybe you should talk to him first. A mother knows her place to a certain extent. When your boy becomes a man, he can make his own decisions, regardless of sen- what Senator Vander says. What does that mean? I know my son. He uh-huh. would suffocate on the Senate floor. Yeah, he if does it- pretty well out there with us. If it is his choice at some point in time that he wishes to become part of the Senate, albeit the power to him, but he's so full of life, how could I snuff that out? Oh, I know. Well, I think that, like you said, it's up to Lucy. I wish you did know my new friend, Alara, but... Unfortunately, you cannot know a mother's love at this point. Soon, one day. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Unless you know something that I don't. (laughs) But yeah, maybe one day. Looking forward to seeing those baby Vanders. Oh my god! I think I think I need to talk to Lucy first, you know, before anything official um, is is said or anything. So, if you could just, you know, let me talk to him 
first. It's your choice, my dear. Everyone knows that a good man is run by one of us. And she gives a wink. Mm. Okay. I still want him to have his own choice, though. You know, I, I don't want to force anyone into anything. So I think we have a lot to talk about. I mean, there is a lot of stuff that happened along the way. And Alara will just realize she's talking too much. And then she'll say, Lucy told me that I shouldn't talk as much as I do. So I'm just, I'm just going to shut up now. She smiles and taps you on the knee. For his age, my son is quite wise. Oh, well, would you look at that? We're happening upon the Senate Tower now. Made me sound super controlling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my husband told me to shut up, so. <laughs> <clears throat> as, uh, as the ladies make their way out of the carriage. You are taken aback by the beautiful tower that resides directly in front of you. The corners seem to be made similar out of the marble. However, directly in the, the center of each of the cardinal directions, you can see these beautiful bl glowing blue lights that emanate down on the tower that shine in a sequential order, almost cascading downward throughout the tower, coming back up to the top and wiping itself back down. Lady Vander leads you into what looks to be a formal political room. Um, it seems to be a table that stretches out almost in a circular um, area with the hollow, with the center directly being hollow. She walks you to the very front of the, or directly in the middle of this Senate floor, and you can see a crest directly in the middle of it. As you step directly onto the circular crest, it begins to glow as you feel yourselves now being whisked or lifted upward um, with, with no seemingly floor beneath you. You were taken upward quickly into the tower, almost a lurch in your stomach from the speed of you traveling upwards. As you make your way directly up to the top, you pass by the ceiling, and for but a brief moment there is darkness before you are bathed in a beautiful ballroom light. Welcome, ladies. You've just made it to the ball. As you look around you, there are individuals already dancing on the dance floor. Beautiful waltzes as individuals spin their partners around. The exterior walls seem to be completely open. Even though you're high up into the air, you see these beautiful columns that uh, are, are ornately carved with different appearances of, of wildlife all spread out through it, as well as floras and faunas, some you've never seen before. Looking outward, you can see the entirety of Boku itself from a beautiful bird's eye view. And lighting the room, you see these four giant saucers that hang from the ceilings that seem to 
fleck off pieces of light, small little tiny flecks of light that showered down over across the dance floor, giving this beautiful golden romantic glow throughout the entire ballroom. Lady Vander grabs both of you by the shoulders. Well, ladies, I believe it's time to party. There is a few individuals I must go speak with in my husband's absence, but I believe your friends are over there. She points over, and you see a congregation around a tablecloth table of your friends looking dapper as fuck. <laughs> I will come catch up with you all later. But enjoy yourselves and make sure to tip your fairy. And she, with that, she turns and walks away. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to over to look at... Hmm? Go ahead. And just say, there's fairies here. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at Alara and then look at Lucy and use telepathy and mouth. Wow. And then say... Wow. <laughs> Make a stealth check for me. Ooh, I don't know if I stealth it. Uh, it's 11 plus 1. 12. <laughs> 12. As the... Uh, Beautiful ladies walk over to the table. Alara, you seem to see Quill mouth something towards Lucy. Although you can't make out exactly what it is. But he was looking in your direction at the time. Is there a shot around? <laughs> a shot? Yeah. Yeah, well, a shot. <laughs> shot. Surprisingly. Is there a shot around? Surprisingly enough, there doesn't seem to be anything on your table, including plates or glassware, for that matter. As the uh, as Trix and Alara make their way over to the table and uh, sit down respectively, the only thing sitting on the table seems to be a small flower arrangement. And as the last individuals to the table sit down, it begins to slightly glow as... The flowers seem to begin to twitch and move just slightly. Suddenly, out of the center of the vase, a small female-looking creature, the flowers, seemingly her hair itself, begins to spin rapidly around before appearing in front of you, the small figure no more than six inches tall. She has... Her skin itself seems to be a glowing pink, uh, as well as a beautiful gown that resides over top of her. Well, welcome to the Siblings Ball. I will be your fairy for the evening. Is there any drink or food that you wish for? Yup. Drink for sure. <laughs> you yeah. fidget. Fidget's eyes are just dilated on her hair. 
Um, make a performance check for me, Ollie. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Dude, I gotta throw all my dice out. Hold on. Uh, four. Four. <laughs> Fidget begins to peek up a little bit as the fairy comes out. The fairy, not too much taller than Fidget, notices Fidget noticing her as he sways back and forth in a hypnotic manner. <laughs> Surprisingly, even with her pink cheeks, she seems to grow a little bit pinker. Oh my gosh. So, drinks for all of you then. Yeah, like a shot. A shot? Of course, of course. Uh, and for you, my dear guest of honor, Quill, is there something in particular you would like? Yes, I would like endless rosé and two shots to start, please. Of endless? Course. Wait, wait, wait. Is this an option? <laughs> I would like an endless drink, please. <laughs> <laughs> Two, two endless drinks. Is I there would like anyone? An endless drink. Endless I think we drink all as have well. Endless drinks. Probably, Something stiffer though. No rosé. All around. Endless drinks all around. The rosé is like my water. The shots is. Those will keep coming. Of, of course, of course. I'd be happy to get whatever you ask for. Just tell the goblet what you would like, and it should refill for itself. She okay. jumps down, almost diving into the vase in the center again, disappearing um, for for but a brief moment uh, before appearing once again. She circles around the table, and as she does, a trail of light seems to sparkle directly behind her. And all of a sudden, goblets and flagons sit directly in front of you. As each of you reach shot? out, oh, sorry. As you reach out to grab one of the drinks, as soon as it hits your hand, it begins to start filling with the drink Ooh. of your preference. Oh, wow! Okay. Buy the flagon. <laughs> That's all I can think of, too. <laughs> okay, Eli is gonna take a shot, and then he's gonna go right up to Ilara. Oh boy! Hey, okay. Eli. Laura, and then he's gonna like yeah. sigh, and he's gonna say, "I wanted to say he's not looking at you. I'm okay. really sorry for being rude to you during the race, and also I'm really sorry for being grumpy, and also I got this for you in trellis." And he's gonna hold up this little—it's a ring, <laughs> and it's a moon ring that's sparkly, and it has like it's. The, the band is like a snake shape almost and he's gonna be like he's holding it to you and he's not looking at you and he's gonna say i know you don't like snakes but i don't know if you know i'm the viper so and then he's just gonna hold it up to you <laughs> i'm the viper <laughs> sorry i'm in character now <clears throat> <laughs> Eli, I'm so nice. Shit, that's so nice of you, Eli. Thank you. And also, I think you look oh. very nice today. And he's just gonna just like hand you the ring. 
Thank uh, you, Eli. It's like, Eli, it's like make kid. a yeah. make a stealth check for me. Stealth check, okay. I just want you to know that I'm the super kid and I'm really cool and unique. <laughs> Twenty nine. Twenty nine. As you approach Alara, without your knowledge, you start to emanate a beet red. You feel a few streams, uh, trickles of sweat down your forehead. However, you concentrate and reconstitute yourself before approaching Alara. And as you hold out the ring, however nervous you are, for a brief moment, you make up, you look up, and are able to make eye contact with the absolutely stunning Alara. Just to be clear, we're all around them, right? Oh, we're yeah, yeah. Them. Everyone can hear. Everyone can hear. Everyone can see. Yeah. Good job, little guy. He'll give Shade the nastiest look. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved that one. Thank you. Thank you for apologizing. It means a, it means a lot. Also, this ring is super cool. What does it do? It's a mood ring? Like, it tells you my mood? It, yeah, it'll tell you your own mood. It should change colors. Oh, did, is this because you wonder how I'm feeling all the time? No, it's because I feel like sometimes you need to know how you're feeling sometimes. If that makes any sense. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> smooth, Eli, smooth. He's doing it because he cares, guys. <laughs> you don't think I know how I'm feeling? I think you know what you're feeling, but mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it might be useful if other people don't. Okay, who do you think shouldn't know how I'm feeling? Just people we encounter. Just walk away! Walk away! <laughs> yeah, they can't hear me at Quit all at this point head. in time, but I'm pretty sure my ball has <laughs> just turned into like a high school dance. <laughs> I'm 90% positive about it. Oh my god, this is great. <laughs> Um, okay, I mean, I I don't know how, I mean... The word is thank is you, Alara. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know how to apply this knowledge because, you know, generally I'm a pretty free-flowing person. Um, so I don't, um, I'll try my best, I guess. So I'll put the ring on, and then I guess I'll look at it, and then say, should I not tell you how I'm feeling? I don't mean me. I mean, like, um... I look over at Eli and say, just say the word if you want to be big Eli tonight, I can make it happen. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. He'll, like, smirk at Lucy a little bit, and he'll be like, I'm just saying that sometimes it can be good to have, to know what you're feeling and not have everybody else around you know. I'm not talking about us and he'll like gesture to everybody at the table. I'm talking about people who might not have our best intentions in mind. That's all I'm saying. What? And also I thought it would look nice and I thought you would like it. So I got it. I do, it does look really nice. I'm still a little bit confused about how to use it, but 
but I, I'm sure I'll figure it out. Thank you, Eli. Sure you will. And he'll just like <sighs> exhale. And then on the way back, he's gonna like go over Trix's shoulder and he's gonna be like, you wanna steal some stuff tonight? Uh, yeah. And then sit down. <laughs> and then as, he's uh, done. As, uh, as Eli kind of mouths towards, uh, towards Trix, he turns to go back to the table, and as he does, you watch as Alara begins to put on the ring. She looks up to you, Eli, and the ring begins to slightly go glow a little red. We're going to need some mechanics for this Bound one. <laughs> That's the chart. Red. What does it mean? Yeah, I know, right? Roll a D100. <laughs> oh, no! Mood How many emotions Alara has? <laughs> Ollie. <clears throat> As the band continues to play and looking around and seeing all your friends enjoying their time, your foot begins to tap almost on its own. Okay. You look over to your friends before reaching into your bag and pulling out a hat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you I just start nodding to him. Get pulled back <laughs> yes. to a moment that you fondly remember back on Survivor's Island as you look over at Lucy see the nod and put the hat on your head all of a sudden you all watch as Ollie stands up before heading out onto the dance floor <laughs> wait can I say something before heading out there absolutely <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be a party let's dance <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Lean to Lucy. I really like your friends. <laughs> they have their moments. <laughs> Plentiful. Ollie seemingly, with the utmost of courage, walks out onto the dance floor completely by himself and begins to dance around. The individuals that are all dancing in partnership right now look at him a little bit uh, oddly. But he has no care in the world at this point as he and both Fidget start to move her back and forth, <laughs> dancing the night away. Oh, boy. Awesome. <laughs> so, as the party continues onwards, Quill, Lucy, and Eli. As the night courses on, you can see Alara sitting back in her chair a little bit, looking longingly at the dance floor. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> That's all tracks. <clears throat> and a little bit of a pout on her face. <laughs> mm -hmm. I will approach her first. <laughs> mm. 
Unless there's Excuse someone me. else Laura. who uh, would. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ! For initiative. You have As Quill makes and the then. first move, he walks up to Alara. Truth be told, I'm I'm probably not the only one, so I'll I'll spare your time. But I would love to have a dance and perhaps a bit of conversation. Oh my gosh, yes, I have been wanting to dance all night. I am so glad you asked. One condition, we each have a drink in our hand because there's no better way to dance. Uh, uh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know how to dance. Lucy was supposed to teach me. Well, I mean, I can dance, but the formal stuff, I don't know how. <laughs> formal <laughs> stuff? Not necessary, at least not the current uh, music, but we can do our best. I'm not much of a dancer myself. I'm more on the other side of entertainment, but let us learn together. And then by the time you get to Lucy, perhaps you'll uh, show him a thing or two. Oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> Take her to the dance floor. <laughs> Absolutely. As you walk out onto the dance floor, immediately all eyes are on the two of you. And for some reason, Quill, being with this beautiful young half-elf and all these people with their eyes on you with expectations, you feel for the first time ever a little awkward. Hmm. So awkward. Hmm. You seem a little awkward. Did I, I do something wrong? No, no. <laughs> Except dazzle me beyond any kind of brilliance I've ever seen. Oh. I might have just had a bit too much, so bear with me as he kind of stumbles <laughs> awkwardly. Okay. You... I think you're going to have to lead this. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I will try and lead, I guess. And, um, I, you know, I'm just wondering, like, how long have you known Lucy for? Quite some time. How long have I known Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> you would have Say, probably I mean, fifteen years. <laughs> probably a good yeah. Sure. Since we were children, essentially, maybe odds. Perhaps fifteen or so years. Wow. So you must know like everything about him. Well I'm sure that um I'm sure that there's a lot that I don't know. And I know that traumas can change people quite a bit. So I presume to not assume. Trauma? But, um, what do you mean? I don't know. He had a bit of a... I don't know. I think the best way to look at it is that... He was, unfortunately, fortunate, if that makes sense. It's like the curse of privilege. Okay. I don't, I'm not really familiar with that, but I mean, I I guess it makes sense with, it seems like he kind of didn't like it here, so he left. So I guess that makes sense. 
I guess what I'm trying to say is perhaps he lost some of his person or his autonomy to keep a theme perhaps mm. that I I don't know when you when you're in a family or a royal family family perhaps like that I guess you're just seen as an heir as rather than the person that you are or could be you know and right. I think that's plagued him probably all his life and then I think one day he had enough and unfortunately now he met you speaking of mm-hmm. what do you think of Lucy what what are your intentions everyone keeps asking me that um I don't know I mean he's really cute he's really nice um he's he's Got my back. I really trust him. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't need an insight check to see that she is completely being honest at this point. However, at this point, you have formally reached the dance floor, and Quill, as you take Alara into your arms. Alara kind of seems put back a little bit as she begins to start throwing her thumbs out on the dance floor, now realizing that this isn't necessarily the dancing that she's used to. You consider to yourself, perhaps you should take the lead on this one. Performance check? (laughs) I am a master of performance. Okay. As you begin to twirl her around, unfortunately, Ollie in a mad dancing fever, we're talking John Travolta (laughs) disco fever, baby, going nuts, bumps into the back of you. Go ahead and make a performance check at disadvantage. All right. There's an 18 and a 14, but I have a plus nine to performance. (laughs) You asked me to take the lead? Are you crazy? I might have been better even at my natural one. <laughs> ten, yeah. Ten flat. <laughs> As you stumble a little bit, realizing that you have more than two feet, two right feet, uh, you compose yourself once more and begin to whirl her around the dance floor. You... Uh, immediately notice that everyone is now kind of looking at you as you put on this display of a perfect waltz um, twirling her around her dress seems to fly upward becoming a little bit of a cup shaped saucer as it blows out to its full potential and, and whisks around on the dance floor you look over to the table only to see Lucy and Eli both giving a bit of stink eye at this point in time. Um, I would like to... I would like to slide up to the table, risky business style. Um, <laughs> Very good. And I would like to say, 
Come on, guys, live a little and spin. Take my hat and place it on Pavo's head. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and then um, as he's about to do his thing, I would like to bow and say, Lady Tricks, will you do the honor of being my dance partner? I would love to. My heart. <laughs> Uh, just for that, I'm I'm overriding I'm overriding chat and giving you inspiration. <laughs> Was there an awkward? Yeah, that was great. I, I'd like to take her to the dance floor and uh, lead her in and uh, a surprisingly uh, accurate version of the waltz, as if Ollie knows how to dance this way. Oh. Tricks, you're taken back a little bit, but something inside you bypasses the hard exterior of Tricks as for the first time that you can remember in a very long time, you feel your cheeks getting a little bit warmer. as Ollie takes you out onto the dance floor and begins to whirl you around. The attention starts to focus less on Quill and Alara and focus on the two of you as Ollie seemingly executes one of the most perfect waltzes that all of Boku has ever seen. The rest of you at the table begin to hear three tapping noises to the oh sound boy. of the music. Unsure of what it is, you can see Pavo's feathers now becoming <laughs> ruffled and expanding a little bit more as he's twitching in his seat. <laughs> No longer able to take the... Uh, can't fight this right now. <laughs> no longer able to take the, the bursting energy inside him. Pavo spreads his wings largely and heads out onto the dance floor. If I don't know how to dance, I guess I'll do cartwheels and somersaults out to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Dope monk shit. Yeah, as uh, as 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 all as as Pavo lifts up, you can see him eyes focused, breathing heavily as he now starts to do backflips onto the dance floor. And as he does, he breaks out into a a very monk esque type sequence, which seems slightly like a dance, but at the same time uh, is really just his training as a monk as he begins to dazzle the entire crowd. Many of the individuals in proper gowns and attire look now towards Pavo as a few of them begin to clap. Suddenly, on the dance floor, a circle starts to be formed. Yep. <laughs> With Ollie and Trix, Pavo himself, and Quill and Alara directly in the center. 
<laughs> is there anyone else who would like to join the dance floor? Oh, I'm going to steal some stuff. Okay. <laughs> Lucy? I was about to dance with Eli, but I guess that's not happening. <laughs> um, no, Lucy's, Lucy's kind shade. of definitely wallflowering right now with uh, his goblet, and he's kind of just like running his finger around his goblet, just kind of sad boying. You guys can both dance with Shade. He could just make his shadow. One of you guys dance with the shadow. One of you guys dance with... uh, I, st I stand up and walk outside. <laughs> dance okay. with Shade. So <laughs> as, as Shade walks out to the balcony, presumably going to have a cigar, um, <laughs> Eli seems to wink at Lucy uh, before kind of standing up and walking off leaving Lucy by himself oh sitting at God. the table <laughs> Alara you look over to see Lucy in his very sad state hey hey Quill yes this has been especially lovely you are an amazing dancer you're not so bad looking yourself, but my friend over there, I don't, if you want to just like take a quick look over, he looks pretty sad and alone right You now. are right. And I'm going to dart over and start dancing with Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. As, as you begin to make your way. Up and start to dance and we need to talk. <laughs> As you move right. over to Lucy, you grab him, pulling up onto the dance floor. Lucy, it seems a little bit awkward for you at first, but sure. um, eventually you begin to start dancing, the two of you. Alara kind of standing aback, kind of feeling a like... little awkward, feeling neglected. And as Eli begins to make his way over to the silverware, he looks over to see Alara standing by herself on the dance floor. I'm like trying to waltz by myself, like on the spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's so oh. many rich people and they're so distracted. Hey, you, oh. you, you. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna, Eli. I'm gonna, Eli. Can I look at yes. Oh, hold on, yes. hold on, hold on. Yes. Eli. <laughs> So much what would you like to do? I will go talk to Elara. <laughs> wow, are you gonna drag your feet over as well? No, 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 no. Where, where is she? What is she doing? She is awkwardly dancing, dancing by herself, trying to emanate a waltz as all of the individuals in pairs around her have started to dance, including Quill and Lucy. Okay, you will go up to Lara and you'll be like, "Hey, uh, what you what you got going on there with uh, this stuff?" <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't really get fulsome dance lessons, so I just I just like you know this is my thing, and I'm in the middle of the dance floor, and Quill Quill just sort of left me here. I think it's my fault though, because I was gonna leave him. So, Uno reverse card. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just, I don't know. I'm literally just standing here and trying to enjoy the ball. 
I was gonna go talk to Lucy, but he looks busy with Quill now. Eh, don't worry about those guys. Okay, what are you doing? Dancing with you, I guess. <gasps> and then he'll he'll start like mimicking her dancing, like her awkward oh. dancing. Oh, really <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alara's totally into it. And oh. he wants to see what color that mood ring is when he's when she's dancing with him. <laughs> God. It's on make, fire. Make a perception check for me. This yeah. is so unfair. <laughs> that's why that's why six. he wanted her to have it. Six. It actually is not, but anyway. Six. So as uh -huh. as you begin to as you begin to dance with Alara. Um, you you desperately try and see the color of the ring, hoping that it might be a shade of red again. But her vicious dance moves, you just can't see it. <laughs> and as the circle continues to grow larger, individuals start to move inward, creating a bit of a form of a hallway, if you will, or a pathway leading downward. You all continue to dance wildly into the night. Each of you making your way individually down the center of this corridor, busting your own individual dance moves, enjoying your time to the utmost. And as the night begins to come to a close, Quill looks to you all, wondering if it is now the perfect time to go see his and Lucy's old friend. But that, my friends, oh, is a story for another evening. <laughs> You're never getting that dance. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <clears throat> oh, the attention mm. oh my god <laughs> I thought he forgot about the time I was like maybe we'll go to midnight or we'll go past midnight <laughs> I know the episode that we go late <laughs> two more <Ball>. hours dad <laughs> wait for it yeah. oh. oh my god so one quick question Olson next week you want to come hang out with us again yeah, I'll see if I can fit you into my schedule. Let me roll a d20. <laughs> Make a deception Ooh, check a for seven. me. <laughs> oh, I'm good at deception. Hold on. Mine or Quill's? At, at triple disadvantage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> roll a two, but okay. I have a plus nine in deception, so it's 11. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was wonderful having you on, my friends. You are, you are a, an example that people should follow in terms of role playing. You've, you were absolutely amazing. Everything you do with Legends of Aelos is incredible in what you do. And again, guys, honestly, and I'm not, I'm not trying to do a plug here at this point in any way, shape, or form. The entire cast of Legends of Aelos is exemplary D&D &D of having funs with your friends, having that level of camaraderie with one another. Um, 
if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for, you know, a critical role substitute while they go on break, Legends of Alos is probably your best bet at this point in time. But oh, stop. with that said, um, we're going to wrap up for the evening. Thank you all for joining us. Don't forget, we have our friend Mendari, who's going to be joining us on World Building on Sunday. So if you're a fan of the World Building show, definitely come check that out. Uh, I personally am, I don't know that much in regards to, to the horror settings and everything. So, you know, if you're looking for that kind of insight and in how to run a horror type game, this is going to be the episode for you. 150%. Um but aside from that, I really don't have that much to say. Other than this, my adventurers. <laughs> for all of those adventurers out there, whether you're dancing or you're fighting, I beg of you one word of caution. Be careful out there. You can trip. We'll see you all in the next one, guys. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.